I'm more excited for the quotes cast. We can start it. You no hate, you hate it. You it. clearly hate it. Well, we don't have to. No one else is calling it casts. I feel like that's... We're talking about Star Wars casts. It's like, oh, you're going to talk about the actors? It's like, no, it's just our shorthand for podcasts. You know, there's pods in Star Wars, too. Uh, there's escape pods. There's pod racing. Yep. It's just a little confusing as all. Well. There's already a known vernacular. Hello and welcome to the Force for Thought podcast, the show that knows a parsec is a measurement of distance and not time, but can't figure out its own taxes. I'm Luke. I'm Max. And I'm Matt. And this is the Force for Thought podcast. So we all love Star Wars inside and out, and today we thought it would be fun to talk about our favorite lines of all time. Anything is fair game. Movies, TV, animation, books, comics, video games, whatever. We're going to be providing our top three quotes from all three of us, so let's get right into it. We opted not to share them with each other beforehand for the surprise factor, so hopefully we don't have any repeats, but only time will tell. Max, you want to start us off with your number three favorite quote in all of Star Wars? Before we start, I really I feel like we were talking about this earlier. I feel like they're we know they're all gonna be vastly different, and I feel like they're gonna really show through I hope so. What our personalities are or Or general preferences. Why we like Star Wars. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm very interested because Mm. Let's see. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I hope. I, wanna, I hope. Right. Max is going to come in hot with five Han Solo quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I. Uh, I had. Uh, yeah. I'm interested in seeing maybe afterwards, or maybe before, but like uh, just seeing what I know. I'm distracting from the structure that you <laughs> so delicately thought out. But like when I was going through and I was marking, I had like my top ten that I limited down. Don't look. And um, <laughs> and <laughs> they. Uh, I was looking through and I was like really surprised by like what i was writing down versus all of them because uh we'll have to do at some point like the movies like the actual all the star wars movies ranked and i was actually really surprised by the ones i was marking down i know sometimes the best quotes don't really correlate to the best movies and yeah. vice versa but let's see. or maybe they do let's go <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the best quotes aren't even that crazy of quotes at all oh anyway, is that your th- number that would three? be a you good segue into my number two Oh, well, <laughs> but my number three is just a great line in general, so it doesn't really apply to this one. But right, it, is, with it. it is somewhat low-hanging fruit, so I'm hoping no one else got it. But it is uh, what I uh, consider to be the most one of the most iconic lines in Star Wars said by Luke Skywalker that I just think captures his essence and the, the feelings of Star Wars so perfectly. And it is obviously in episode six when he is uh, facing Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine tries to get him to strike down Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker tells him that you have failed your highness. I am a Jedi like my father before me. That is a great line. I just got out of the 40th anniversary of uh, Return of the Jedi and that line uh, maybe tear up a little bit. It's so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so so good. Yeah, it always it, does. It's it's always time. I got goosebumps, goosebumps. You tell me. Yes, yeah. I yeah. one thousand percent agree. Yeah, and it's it's so great. It's such a great line. Like I said, it, I think it just kind of captures Luke Skywalker very well. The hero's journey, the Jedi journey, I should yeah. say very well. Um, mm-hmm. He was refusing to to strike down his father. Uh, yeah, it's just it was it was great. It was fantastic. And I also, as an added caveat, really like that he still calls him your highness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed That's that. very polite. He yeah. calls him, he also, <laughs> something else I noticed, not thing to do with his quote necessarily, but he always says, you won't destroy me. Like he, he doesn't, he never says like kill or anything. He always just said destroy me, which is always interesting. Um, yeah, that's interesting because it's that not scene. like a, a PG PG 13 thing no. because they do talk about killing in yeah. Star Wars and often. I mean, yeah. But that was something interesting. In that scene specifically, he always says, "You will not." Uh, I think he says, "Strike me down," or dist- and then destroy me. Um, very. I, I always I found that interesting, though. Hmm. Destroy. 
yeah. That's but that's, def- a, that's definitely a great quote. I'm trying to think. They're, they say destroy a lot now that I think about it. They do, especially in Return. It? It's inter- But I also feel like that is my probably my favorite quote in that movie as well. Definitely my favorite mm. quote in that movie. Yeah. That, yeah. Hundred percent. Again, coming out of it, I was like, "Do I, I have to make there, any addendums?" And yeah, there is a number two. Not. My number two and one aren't in that movie, so I guess I have to say by default that it is also my favorite line in the movie. Yeah, so. I don't want to show my hand, but let's just say that's my favorite quote in the original trilogy. Whoa. Uh. Okay, I guess I'm mine s- too. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This will be interesting. All right, Luke, right, Matt. What do you got for number Luke, three? You go next. I'm still debating. I have my six. I'm debating which ones are my. Uh, All right. I, actual top I, I too top only two. I only finalized my list maybe like an hour before getting here, and I'm pretty sure Luke finalized his yeah, list the me. second we proposed this as an idea mm-hmm. to yeah, talk when, about on the we, podcast. I, I have had six <laughs> quotes floating around in my head for the last lifetime of my existence <laughs> and i just think about them all the time and so this was not a hard prompt for me to come up with max you said, you just said when you came over didn't you say are we still doing the quotes episode so you finalized it without knowing we we're gonna do it because <laughs> i yeah i had it like even in the car ride over here i was like i know we're doing this episode maybe like one others i don't know but i was like well i better have this list ready just yeah. in case we and need then... more prompts like this every week because i th- every single day i like opened my notebook and i was like okay what do we got here it's, right? it's like, great it's a fun yeah. thing to think about <laughs> the week a lot quicker i agree and it forces me to think about some of the movies that i wouldn't normally think about like as i'm making this list i'm going through my head and i'm like what happens in the phantom menace exactly though like well i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to say any lines that might be taken or something so i'm just i'll just leave it there right i have the same thing i really wanted to include something from alphabet squadron which i didn't even though that's like my favorite book trilogy because Mm. i would have to include like an entire chapter because it's not like a succinct quote there's like six different character arcs that i want to include their all their stories but all right Regardless, my number three favorite quote in all of Star Wars is The Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon Jinn, Mm -hmm. your focus determines your reality. That quote, Mm. I think, just speaks such volumes to the Star Wars universe, not to mention the real world. Like, that's a personal mantra of mine. I have heard you say that Politically, religiously, like, it just affects every aspect of life, and I love Qui-Gon for saying it. He's top three Jedi of all time, even though he has such little screen time, and I think that quote just elevates him as a character, and... You said it was your focus determines your reality? Your focus determines your reality. When does he say yes. that? To Anakin after he explains midi-chlorians on Coruscant. Hmm. On Coruscant? Yeah. He after explains the midichlorians on Coruscant? I thought he explains the midichlorians on Tatooine. This was a different conversation about midichlorians? Yes. Boy, you really forget how many times they talk about midichlorians in Phantom Menace. He and Obi-Wan mentioned it about Anakin, his midichlorian count, but then Obi-Wan, or excuse me, Qui-Gon describes mm. that the midichlorians are microscopic life forms that live in harmony with us, and, and Anakin's like, oh, they live inside me? Yeah, that's all on Coruscant right after they land. Do you now? I'm bringing in some outside knowledge into this because I'm pretty sure that Qui Gon Jinn's like one of your favorite characters. Did that mm-hmm. impact your choice to use that line? It didn't impact my choice to use that line. You know, years ago when I was thinking about my favorite characters, that line impacted my choice mm-hmm. for my favorite character. Interesting. I guess that makes sense. It does. All right, Matthew, number okay. three. Number three. This is uh, I was debating again between kind of the six, right? And we're gonna do also two, uh. Ones that didn't make it in the top three, kind of our three and f- or uh, four and five rather after this, and so this was kind of on the brink. And this is maybe the most generic line I think maybe in Star Wars, but uh, I can also explain it as well. Uh, my number three is "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope." Obviously said by Princess Leia in A New Hope. Mm. That's the most generic one, mm-hmm. but I think it is. When I look back, uh, and a lot of mine are, 
I think, rooted in, like, some sort of core memory. And I think that is, like, obviously Star Wars, in, in A New Hope specifically, is great. And then in that moment, when that when that line is said, a whole new world of intrigue, I think, is entered into Star Wars and injected into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also love, I just rewatched the prequel trilogy and uh, the sequel trilogy, actually. And then I'm going to cut that too. Sequel trilogy, take two. And then um, when R2 plays that line again. Yeah, I was, was going to ask, did it yeah. recontextualize that quote for you it in just, hindsight? It doesn't even recontextualize it. It just gets me every single time. Okay, and so, let me ask you this. Did the Obi-Wan Kenobi series recontextualize that quote for you at all? I guess, yes. Re- yeah, that, that definitely recontextualized the quote. But, I mean, so I mean, that's even a layer I haven't even thought about, to be honest. I purely <laughs> liked it because I think when I watched the movie for the first time, it just, like, injected that, um, I don't know, injected that intrigue. And there's like, oh, this world is actually so much bigger, uh, and we're about to explore it. I think that is, like, the jumping off point. Um, in that movie, because up until that, I mean, obviously it's like within the first, I think five six minutes. But obviously R two and C three PO were great, uh, and obviously we're conflicted with, uh, we're introduced to this obviously big villain. Um, but then just like that little bit of hope and a little bit of light is really interesting. Um, and the fact that it's in a droid and being like a hologram, it's like all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you're a kid, it's like so mm-hmm. fun to see. And then to see it in uh, Last Jedi and have it recontextualized, I guess, in uh, kind of more of a somber thought. Right? It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really, that quote is just the gift that keeps on giving, because you see it the first time, and it's a great quote, and then you realize that Obi-Wan knew who Leia was, was the twin of Luke and yeah. other child of Anakin, and then it has a whole other layer, and then you realize that Obi-Wan and Leia have this whole history, and there's a whole other layer, and it's just layers on layers, it's, yeah. it's the onion of quotes. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. Anyway, sorry. And it's so hard, you're going to obviously find out from my next uh, line, my number two, but it is so hard to differentiate the lines from the moments, too, because that's such, that's just such a yes. great moment, too. Yeah, so you why know? don't you go right into your number two while you're at it? Sure. So, again, <laughs> it's hard, right, to separate the line from the moment. So let me paint the picture with the moment. Andor, a character, he was trapped in a prison, and they knew that they were killing the people because they found out that they were not getting out. They knew that they were being transferred to a different prison. And when they found out, they fried an entire floor of people. And so they decided, you know what? We got to break out of here. And who do they get to lead this? Kino Loy, a man who, when you're introduced to him, doesn't care at all about anyone else. And he makes it very clear. All he wants to do is serve out the rest of his time, leave, and live the rest of his life. He doesn't care about other people. He isn't a hero. He does, he's not there for these people. And yet, because of the depravity of the Empire, is forced to lead a rebellion in this prison, a revolt, a, a, a prison riot, a breakout, with an iconic chant, one way out, one way out. And it is such a great line, it is such a great rallying call, but it is not the second best line in all of Star Wars. No, that comes at the end of the bridge when Kino Loy is at the end of his rope and they're overlooking the water and he finds Cassian Andor's eyes and he looks at him and Cassian asks him, what's wrong? And Kino Loy says the second best line in all of Star Wars, I can't swim. This is the man that led a prison breakout with the slogan, one way out, knowing that that one way out was going to lead to a certain death. This wasn't just a breakout. This wasn't just him helping these other people. He sacrificed himself. And you don't realize that the first time you watch that episode. And when you go back, it gets so much better. And when he's giving the speech over the intercom, there's this pause before he speaks. And you think like, okay, pause for dramatic effect. He's thinking about what he's saying. But no, he knows he's going to die. 
He is Max. sacrificing himself, and that line that is, makes everything so much better. That is one of the best moments in Star Wars. Yes, is that the best one of the best lines in Star Wars? Absolutely not. There's two. No, because oh, that's just, how just, I'm all. I'm, I'm on no, Max's side 100. There's, there's two. I, it, there's two better quotes in that show alone that are actually quotes. I can't swim. That's fair. When you started talking about Andor, I was worried you were taking my Andor quote. So was I. I was very. <laughs> interested. I'm very. I'm very interested in what you have because I have two. One is uh, is my number two, but uh, we'll get there in a sec. But it's like I I can't swim is so good and that is definitely in like the top five Star Wars moments of all time mm-hmm. and I think that whole but like as a quote like I'm not gonna wear a shirt that says I can't swim I would <laughs> <laughs> I can swim and I, I think that I would wear that shirt quote Kino Loy and I would love it yeah I, 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 I no because here's the thing I yes. what I like about it is you're right right like mm-hmm. from like a writer's perspective or something yeah. like that no one's looking at that like oh yeah this is going to be quoted for years on end yes. and if you just said that line right, I yeah, can't it's swim not a, it's not a no poem. one's going to be like oh yes. you're quoting Kino Loy from mm-hmm. that TV show it's like no but it's so beautiful in its simplicity it Absolutely. is not this Shakespearean soliloquy mm-hmm. it is just three simple words that just changes yeah. everything I appreciate that you didn't pick one way out uh, I didn't, okay, I didn't pick one way out. <laughs> okay. Uh, that I just make sure. I'm me. so sorry. Uh, I appreciate me. you did you didn't pick that. I can't believe I'm arguing uh, against Andor right now either. Uh, <laughs> it's so is, good. It's so good. But oh, I d- I goosebumps, mean, though. Yes, I can't swim. It is. It is so oh, good. Matt, why don't you go right into your number two? Okay. You said it's also from Andor? Yep, mine's also from Andor. And then my number two quote is, I burned my life to make a sunshine I knew I'll never see. Which is from Luthen in Andor. Yes, that's mm. a such a that's such a good quote. That is a poem. That, that's a, that exactly. is art with it's words. Damn, that's from the same episode too, isn't it? That's when he was talking to what's his face, the spot Lonnie. Yeah, yeah. That's the same episode, isn't it? I don't think so. I don't no? think so either. Oh man, never mind. Okay, never but mind. like that uh, to me, that is like that is a quote that cover that has so much weight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I can't swim is amazing. But I think when we're talking here, it's like. Star Wars is all about sacrifice, right? It's about good and bad. And to me, this is like he knows he is. I mean, he literally is going to die before anything res- resolved. Anything is happy. And to me, that is what Star Wars at the core is about. Not just a scene, but in Star Wars as a whole. I'm so sorry I'm making this like a, a war against No, you. I want to argue with you so bad. Everything you're saying right now applies to I can't swim. No, it can't. It's not Star as World? nice of a, it's not, like, oh, well said or anything as okay, that line, you want, maybe. You're, you want, you're, you're actually a thousand percent right because he, he knew he can't swim. He knows there's only one way out. Uh, and he knew that he was not going to make it off. Yes, it is similar. Max's quote has a great moment of personal sacrifice, but Matt's quote from Luthen just talks about the idea of sacrifice in the rebellion as a whole. Like that I is, think that's these are the early true. stages of a rebellion, and that's yeah. what a rebellion has to be. Yeah. Say the, say the line again. Let me read it again so I don't get it <laughs> wrong. I burned my life to make a sunshine I know I'll never see. It's so yeah, good. It's, it's great because, yeah, it is very similar because you know yeah. you're not going to get to sit in the shade of the tree you're planting. No, it, exactly. It's like Nemec in also Andor, which is not my quote, but I feel comfortable talking about it now because I know it's not <laughs> your guys' yes. tops either. But when he talks about how every act of insurrection across the galaxy pushes our lines forward, no mm-hmm. matter how small, it's not one great act of rebellion that's going to win the war. It's a hundred, a thousand people sacrificing their lives for years, decades at a time until their children or grandchildren get to live free. Yes, exactly. Is number t- is uh, your Andor line number two? It is not. Oh, <laughs> that was going to be such a good segue. Uh, no. My, right. no- my number two is from Star Wars television, but animation. It is a quote mm. from Darth Maul. Ooh. Too late. For what? The Republic to fall? It already has, and you just can't see it. There's no justice, no law, no order, except for the one that will replace it. That quote 
from Darth Maul and the Siege of Mandalore is the exact summation of all of the prequel trilogy. The Clone Wars as a whole can be summed up in that one sentence, and it's just so perfect. Maul, it also speaks volumes to Maul's character arc that he has the, you know, clairvoyance to see the way that the war is going to end and the tragic irony that he's not fighting against the heroes, he's not fighting against the villains, and he still can't fix anything. Um, I think it was Freddie Prince Jr. in a interview one time was talking about how Maul is the Star Wars mythology version of Sisyphus, where you roll the boulder up the hill and it just falls back down at the last second every time. He, Maul is so close to being such a triumphant character in The Phantom Menace, in The Clone Wars, in Rebels, in Solo, pre- the sequel to Solo that we'll one day get about Maul's fall from Crimson Dawn. You heard it here first, folks. We're making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> but Maul is one of my favorite characters, and... I just love that he keeps yeah. having the same character arc in all these different eras, and I am absolutely here for it every time. Yeah, somewhere Sam Witwer just got goosebumps, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree. I think Sam Witwer is one of, or, uh, well, uh, Maul is one of the best parts of uh, the Clone Wars, and it it's so fun too because when he's first introduced in the Clone Wars, it was so goofy. He had these he uh, uh, these spider robotic mm-hmm. legs, and you find out that he survived being cut in half, and you're just like, what the heck? And then after a I couple know, episodes, he's qu- immediately your favorite character again. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. like, yep, I'm okay with it. This is awesome. Yes. And not to mention the implications that that quote has for Ahsoka's character arc. That's also the summation mm-hmm. of like basically her entire character through the Clone Wars. That yeah, that is more similar to the to the word poetry that. You know, Matt was talking about as opposed to just a great moment in Star Wars, like uh, I can't swim. But I, I just love that line, and I love Sam Witwer's deliverance of it. Yeah, I want to make you a shirt Absolutely. so bad that says "I can't swim now." <laughs> 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 All right, before we get into our number ones, let's go into some honorable mentions. Yeah. Max, what are your what are two quotes that you wanted to put in this list, but you just couldn't justify knocking any of the others out for it? All right, well, another one that I wanted to put in the list that uh, I ended up not putting in the list, and I'm glad I didn't because I think Matt would have yelled at me for, again, not being a real <laughs> quote, but a moment, is a single word, hope. Princess Leia at the end of Rogue One, That's what I was when you're say. watching your characters die, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy, they're all dying, and you're not in the moment thinking, I wonder how the rest of this movie is going to end. Mm-hmm. And then you have the hallway scene with Darth Vader, and then they pass on uh, the information through the door, and the guy yells, Lodge! And then they leave, and you realize it's the Tantive Four, and you're like, oh my god, this is the beginning of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And then they pass along the information, and then you see Princess Leia, and you're like, what the, I wasn't expecting Leia in this movie, what? And then it's such kind of a cheesy line but it's perfect and it's the perfect way to end the movie like they couldn't have ended it anyway else he says mm-hmm. what have they brought us mm-hmm. single word hope yeah for, for the whole Beautiful. theme of the rebellion Beautiful. being hope that yeah that is the perfect way to start it for a prequel yeah. to the original trilogy some people are like oh it was cheesy I'm like i don't care it was oh, amazing i, I amazing. loved it but it's another moment maxwell it is not yeah i, I was on well, your side I, with i can't swim mention. i am firmly on matthew's side this <laughs> yeah. time as a quote <laughs> i don't the, like it in, yeah as a quote it makes zero sense i have some quotes that i'll rattle off at the end that i had in my top 10 that are like uh, yeah i don't know sorry go on with your other honorable mentions are we doing okay. two at a time my, my other yeah. honorable yeah. mention i think is more of a quote uh uh, is it another not word? Just one word? No, no. Revenge. It's, it is multiple words. Um, and it was in the written word, a comic book, if you will. So I really like the comic books. And there's one really cool story arc where the Rebellion tries to hunt down Darth Vader and he crash lands on a ship. Uh, he crash lands his ship onto a planet and he is surrounded by an entire legion of rebel troops just armed to the teeth with blasters and thermal detonators. And they have him surrounded and they say something to the effect of, you know, we have you surrounded. 
And Darth Vader's reply to them is, all I am surrounded by is fear and dead men. And he uses the force to activate the thermal detonators on all of their jackets and blows up every single rebel troop around him. Yeah. It is awesome. All that, I am surrounded a, by is quote. fear and dead men. It, it is it is also a great moment because I've read that comic also and it's great, but that is, that is a phenomenal quote. Like you could just lift that out and put it almost anywhere else, not even in Star Wars, and someone's like, oh shit, that's a good quote. Yes, that's very cool. I, have to, I should hop on that comic train. It's good. It's part of a, a story arc called Vader Down. Yeah, Vader in the comics in general, he's just he cooks the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, when they first started doing Star Wars comics with Disney in 2015, they were like, "Oh, Vader's getting his own line," and I was like, "Oh, that's risky." You know, he can't really make Vader that cool of a book character because his presence is so mm-hmm. much a part of his character. But no, he has had three solo comic book series now, each one better than the last. That 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 guy is just built for the comic book screen more than even the big screen. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Highly recommend, Matt. Yes. Two honorable mentions. Two honorable mentions. Um, this is a quote that I really liked uh, that is too new to put in my top three, I think. And I, I, I can definitely go back on it in like a year when we talk about it. Um, but I my my uh, honorable mention, number one, I don't know why I'm stumbling my, through my words this entire episode. It's, uh, when have we ever followed orders by tech? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a quote. That's a good quote. That was going to be... Quote. Oh, the, the callback to good soldiers follow orders. Yes. Yeah. yeah just that works the, on uh, levels. Yeah. Just yeah. the fact that it, again, to me, it, it sums up the Bad Batch as a as a group, right? It's for the greater good, which is why Echo leaves, which is why Tech sacrifices himself, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get into. Or maybe we did already, depending on this episode release. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, yeah, I think it just sums up all. I think it's a great sacrifice line, and uh, I wish I could go out that cool one day. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see the circumstances. Right. But you know what? I'm gonna make it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. As of right now, I'm just gonna say that's how I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that when we have followed orders. It's, um, it's a good way to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. And what a line. My other honorable mention is um, also from Andor. It is from Mon Mothma. It is. I show you the stone in my hand, and you will miss the knife at your throat. Oh. That is, I think one. Of, I think Andor is obviously maybe the best written Star Wars content. Um, I agree. Ever, and that yeah. makes sense. That it, I think it is by far the most represented show in this podcast right yes. now. Yes, yeah, I still yeah. have another. Absolutely. And then I, again, I have two already, and I think it is it's so good. And that's what really surprised me out of all of these because all of these are very modern quotes. All of them are besides Princess Leia's and A New Hope for me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which is very odd. Because I, not that I'm like a purist, but I definitely, obviously prefer the original trilogy, as a lot of people do as well. But um, it kind of surprised me. Turns out I like those movies a lot, but the quotes um, were from the newer series. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you included that from uh, Mon Mothma line because I feel like that was like the most surprising thing to me about that whole TV show was the the political intrigue yes. aspect of it. I had zero interest in that aspect of the show going into it, and mm-hmm. it became my favorite part. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. I mean, I think Mon Mothma is going to be like this through line, obviously, right? Because like everyone calls it like the it's like the Skywalker saga, obviously, but realistically, it's kind of the Palpatine saga, right? Like, yeah, I think it could that's be either. Yeah, I think it's and like Mon Mothma though. I feel like is going to be running. She's in the Ahsoka show. I feel like she's going to be running through stuff, and it makes a lot of sense because she is such a cool character that mm-hmm. we're just finding. She out got more. a lot of great book moments too. Oh, sweet! Yeah, just more and more to find out. Anyway, Luke, honorable mentions. All right, my two that I wanted to include but just couldn't. The Andor quote. I think the last one that we're going to be talking about is from Nemec, 
The pace of oppression outstrips our ability to understand it, and that is the real trick of the Imperial Thought Machine. It's easier to hide behind 40 atrocities than a single incident. Mm. That's a good quote. That, that, that was part of his manifesto? No, he just he just says that to Andor. He just, <laughs> he just spits fire 24-7. <laughs> I wanted to include part of his manifesto because that's also great, but when I was thinking about what I remember, it's it's that one because... I, I don't know, maybe I'm a big fan of single quotes encompassing an entire mm-hmm. idea like the Clone Wars or the Empire, but mm. that that single quote really hammers down what the Empire We're, stands for that is, how that they is are able to be so Where successful. Where Max prefers a single word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is interesting, though, isn't it? Like yeah. you, you like these big ideas that capture these huge uh, ideologies, and I like these tiny quotes that capture moments, like these, this little That's, microcosm. Yeah, I think it's yeah. interesting. I think you're very on brand. You're consistent through your quotes so far, and so is Luke. Yeah, that is neat. I'm very excited. Let's let's All get right. what was the other one? My other honorable mention, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Very a good. Classic. At the time when Kylo Ren said that, that was such Which an time? interesting uh, in 2015, the first time, The Force Awakens. Okay. That is such an interesting thought cuz you're like, does he mean he needs to kill Snoke? He mm-hmm. needs to kill Han? He needs to lay down his lightsaber and go back to Leia? He could mean any of those things and you don't know. And then also kind of like a meta point that he was able to bring it back in the Rise of Skywalker, because unfortunately with the passing of Carrie Fisher, it was up to Han Solo's character to redeem him from the mm. dark side, mm-hmm. and that's hard to do because he's not a Force ghost, and they were able to bring back this quote because it's so great that they can lift it out directly from another movie, recontextualize it in this one, and have it again, and it's even better the second time. It is so The good. third time. The second time, it's called Back in the Last Jedi when he's in the throne room with Snoke. Oh, he does and, say, and I know Snoke what I have to do. Yeah, Snoke mm-hmm. is trying to get him to kill Rey. And Rey, and uh, Kylo looks at Rey and he says, I know what I have to do. And then he uses the force to slowly turn the lightsaber on Snoke's, on Snoke's throne and mm-hmm. the rest is history. Yeah, that, oh, that's man. a good line. That's a good, yeah. that's a good line. Yeah, if I had thought about that one, that might have been my number three. <laughs> 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 if I had known it was thrice used. <laughs> all right. Number one, though, favorite line of all time. Max, what do you got? I'm going to dedicate the first half of this line to Matthew Lewis because he seems to be really arguing with me this episode. (laughs) I am so sorry. Last week I was doing the same thing with Luke. I feel. Let's see why this one sucks. (laughs) Amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong. The rebellion is reborn today. The war is just beginning. And I will not be the last Jedi. That's an amazing. No, I that, love that, that is quote. An amazing quote. That is a number one quote. That However, is a one I'm not quote. surprised that that's your number one quote because the moment of that, the visuals of that yes. moment, yeah. is so perfect. Because when he says the rebellion is reborn today, and it flashes the Poe, and mm-hmm. it's the end of his character arc, yep. and then he says the war is just beginning, and Finn, it's the end yep. of his character arc for the movie, yep. and I will not be the last Jedi, and it's Ray lifting rocks, oh. accompanied with the music. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's that good. is and an amazing Kylo quote. Ren realizing what just happened, yes. and he slowly sticks his saber through him, and mm-hmm. it's oh yeah, the end of Kylo Ren's arc the end of Luke Skywalker's arc. One line succinctly ends five character arcs in one movie. Most movies are hard fought to find five character arcs, let alone have them all end at the exact same time in one quote like that. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. I actually just rewatched that scene and a couple other scenes from The Last Jedi uh, earlier today to prepare for this because I was thinking about it and I I had to watch it. It's a great, great line. Yeah, it's Better moment. I 1000% agree. I have nothing to argue there. It's very, very good. Yeah. Did you dedicate amazing to me? It <laughs> <laughs> was, was the, actual, the sentence after that, actually. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Single word. I don't know. All right, Matthew, what do you got? Number one. Guys, I'm going back a little bit and doing something very, very simple. This is my favorite quote of Star Wars of all time. I think it encapsulates 
for me, the meaning, there's something about life and death in Star Wars specifically. I think that handles it really, really well. And it's a reason, maybe it's nostalgia, but it's something that I can get emotional over when I'm watching Rise of Skywalker and Han Solo shows up, uh, you know, to, to Kylo Ren. Um, I think it's the same thing when um, Luke Skywalker hands uh, Leia the, the gold dice. I think there's something about life and death that I really like in Star Wars, which that's a different episode. And I'm wearing it on my shirt right now as a little spoiler that no one caught probably. But my favorite quote of Star Wars of all time is right before uh, Max's quote happens. It is when Luke is talking to Leia and she he says, no one's ever really gone from mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. That is my favorite line of Star Wars of all time. I don't think that will change because I think I was surprised it wasn't a callback from the original trilogy. I was just like, in The Last Jedi, I was like, that seems like a line that I've known forever. And it wasn't. It's not a callback. It's just a brand new line that in 2017 uh, was able to be I just said and like and cemented in my brain. Yeah. And I love it. It was mm-hmm. the eighth eighth movie in this franchise, and they said something, isn't that? It speaks to how I think how well the themes of these movies stick with you. That you hear that something that poetic, and you're just mm-hmm. like, have they said that already? Because if not. That just stuck with you. You just knew that line to be true immediately. They said that, mm-hmm. and you're just yeah, like, oh, it's yeah. It's so weird. Uh, and again, I, it. I feel like I'm a broken record talking about all the levels and layers of all these lines, mm-hmm. but there's the Carrie Fisher having passed away yes. before episode eight came out yeah. mm. layer. There's meta. You know, yeah. the, the metaphysical, like, death is not the end. There's, you know, Kylo Ren yeah. slaughtering all of Hosnian Prime is not the end. He's still not really gone. It just it works on so Handing many levels. Handing Hans Dice, who just died in the previous movie, mm-hmm. to them, that would have been, what, a day or two before? Yeah. Reminding her that no one's ever really gone. Exactly. It's so good. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. It is wonderful. But that's why I got this shirt, too. That's the only hope supply. Is it on the back of the shirt? Yeah, it's on the back of the shirt. The front is just a lightsaber with a rose. Only (laughs) hope supply. Not a sponsor. Yet. (laughs) 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 All right. Now, my number one favorite Star Wars quote of all time. It is from, I was trying really hard not to let my recency bias affect me too much. Oh, it sounds like it didn't work. It did not work because I included <laughs> a lot of Andor, and my number one is from Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is An- oh. It is Darth Vader. Anakin is gone. I am what remains. That quote sums up all of Darth Vader's story arc from back when he was a slave boy on Tatooine all the way to being a Force ghost in The Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. because... A lot of different media have tackled Vader's character in different ways, saying that, like, Vader and Anakin are different characters. Vader killed Anakin. Mm -hmm. No, Vader killed the good parts of Anakin. Vader killed his love of Padme, his trust in the Jedi, and all that is left is Anakin's rage and passion, and that is what remains, and that is what's evil. It's not that Vader and Anakin are different characters. It's just that Vader is all of the worst parts of Anakin with none of the good parts. Listen, I agree with everything that you just said. However, comma, there is a better line like right after that, or maybe it's before it, I don't know. It's when he says, I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Because yeah, when you're watching it in the moment, when you're watching it in the moment, you know that's coming. Yeah. You know it's coming, and you're just like, say it. Say it. <laughs> yeah. You want it so bad. I did and think then about he that delivers one. it, and you're like, oh, yeah. I thought that was a little bit too on the nose that it services Obi-Wan and Anakin's character arc for that moment a little too perfectly and that it didn't feel very natural and as much as so I thought the first So it was too good did, of a line, so you were like, ah. It felt, it felt a little <laughs> sterile, let's say. It felt like it was manufactured to elicit those emotions, and it did, but it, it, did just, it didn't, it didn't yeah. feel as natural as this one. Uh, yeah. That's a good mm. quote. I like both. I think I agree with Max as well, but that's a really good quote. It is. It's yeah. good. All right, well, well if, we're, if we're... That whole episode, again, just amazing. I guess if we're pulling back quotes that are better than the ones we said, I thought you were going to say, as soon as you mentioned 
uh, Narkina 5 in Andor, I thought you were going to say, never more than 12. That's my favorite quote <laughs> from the Narkina 5 arc. You remember that? From never more than 12? When did they say that? About the, the, whole, the number of guards? Yeah, the whole episode Episode mm-hmm. must have been eight. Oh, because the They're whole talking, episode he was trying to get Kino Lloyd on board. trying to get Kino Lloyd to get on board, and he keeps asking how many guards are there, and Kino Lloyd keeps saying, like, it doesn't matter, we're yeah. never going to escape, and then... Kino Loy's entire character arc changes at the yeah. drop of a hat when he realizes they fried the people on level two, and he starts walking away, and he is all the way on board, and he says, never more than 12. Yeah, and in that moment, once again, he knows he can't get out of there. He knows that he's going to sacrifice himself. What a character arc for Kino Loy, sleeper of the series. In season two, or do you think he's just d- gone? I really think he's just gone, but yeah. there, Andy Serkis was talking about he might come back. I recently i don't know how i would feel i would have such mixed emotions because if he ending. came back i would it is it's a perfect ending i think but it leaves you wanting more yes, so I, i'm like give me more that's, <laughs> but that's the perfect way to end right is yeah. you want you want to leave you want to be left always, wanting always leave more. him wanting more yes yep. exactly that's yeah. like uh, that, that is the perfect example it of always is leave him wanting and more. it's one of those things there's like this uh in my head it freaks me out a little bit like when you cross paths with somebody and then you never see them again and you never know Never knew what happened. Like, we, for the opening day of the Wizarding World in Orlando in 2009, we were next to these guys, and we talked to them for literally, I think, like, nine hours waiting in line. Mm. Never exchanged numbers, and I wish I did, because I'll, like, <laughs> I never, I'll never know what happened to those guys. And they were, like, fantastic. Like, mm. we became buds. My whole family, like, talked to them. I know they live in Michigan, and that's it. And then, but, like... Not too far from here. I, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never know what happened to those guys. And that doesn't really, I mean, that's like very minimal. Because like mm. on a family vacation, I met these guys and they were really cool. And then Was their death implied at the end of your vacation? <laughs> there wasn't, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what happened to them? Um, side side note real quick, side story. When it, During that vacation, they went ahead. That's another thing, too. It felt very... Uh, so I'm getting off topic. We can we can uh, topic. We can cut this. Too. No, this is all staying in. When they when we we got separated, they only let X amount of people in because of the first day. So we were waiting at the gate, and then they got let in. They're like, "Oh, we'll see you guys." And that was like the last I ever saw them. And then mm. the soundtrack restarted, and the main theme from Harry Potter kicked in as we walked through the entrance, and it was a beautiful moment. Oh, that's nice. Anyway, real quick, some other quotes. It's can I, can I take this? Yeah, go for, for it. Some other quotes that I really like. Confronting fear is the destiny of the Jedi, which is also very modern for Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a big Luke Skywalker fan, so exactly. Um, something that I really like that Rose said in Last Jedi: "I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy, beautiful town." Felt feels very Holden Caulfield esque, uh, Catcher in the Rye to me. Interesting. Um, I, I love the Last Jedi, and I've mm-hmm. never thought twice about that line. So I like it a lot. The way she says it's got very respect on it. Very different. Um, uh, congratulations, you're being rescued by K2SO. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, yeah. they hate Sets that the ship by Finn character. as well. Is really funny. Oh, they mm. hate that ship. Which is yeah. again a moment. That's why I didn't include it. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's well, a moment. I'm glad that it at least made your what is that top ten? It's my top ten. But yeah. you know, there's a lot of other ones that I didn't like. Uh, even Princess Leia in Empire Strikes Back saying, uh, "Where where does she say? Oh, you have your moments. Not many, but you do have them." When she talks mm. to Han, it's very funny. We can do an entire episode on just lines that are funny to us or just like random lines because i have a ton of stuff like that like the line in empire strikes back when han and chewie are fixing the falcon before the uh empire lands on hoth and it's just a random cutaway shot they're working on the falcon and han just runs over to chewie no 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 this one goes here that one goes there (laughs) got it yeah. And then he runs away. And I'm like, what little direction did Harrison Ford receive on set that day? <laughs> yeah, he like, you guys are fixing the Falcon. Just say something. I don't know. <laughs> and Harrison's like, all right, well, I don't know anything about hydro spanners or anything like yeah. that. So I'm just going to point and say this one there, that one there. He does a lot of that work in Return of the Jedi as well. It's very top of mind. But there's, he does a lot of that kind of stuff, too. Um, 
Like when he's just like, oh, I can hotwire this. It's like, why didn't do that to begin with? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Han Solo, baby. <laughs> All right, but that is our favorite quotes. What do you think? Did you agree? Were we leaving any glaring omissions out? Let us know. Hit us up on social media. You can find me at the Kitfist at Kitfisto blog on Twitter or at Little Chili Nine Nine on TikTok. You can find me on Twitter at Maxter Jedi. You can find me at Fomowski if you really want to, but if not, that's also okay. But more importantly, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Force for Thought. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you.